Fan to watch. I mean, prospect watch. Fab tonight, June 20th. Happy Father's Day. We've got a lot to cover. It's time for Dingers. This is Dingers. Way more than fantasy baseball. We keep it real when we talk and knock it straight out the park. <laughs> Let's see the stats. What's the average draft position? What kind of plays you making? Check the wins above replacement. Check the lineups and the points. This I gotta see. What's your path to victory? Are they aiming for a dynasty? Get points going head to head. Please don't do me no favors. We're always watching waivers. Ain't no minor league. This is major. Yeah. Dingers. Let's go. Welcome to Dingers, the only fantasy baseball podcast for smart people. It's not just Wander Franco that wins you championships. That's why we can and we get we're delivering tips and strategies to help you live that straight up OG lifestyle. Tyler Childs joined again by Robbie Baseball from the murder room. What's happening tonight, Robbie? Oh, nothing. Just living that crazy boat life, my friend. How are you? I'm good, man. I just, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you as well, too. Um, you know, Jewel had asked me before, what do you want to do this weekend? Absolutely nothing. U.S. Open, that's what I want to be doing. So we'll watch that this afternoon. Congrats to Johnny Rahm, who, after the debacle a couple weeks ago where he got kicked out from winning a championship because of a asymptomatic COVID test, he took down the U.S. Open today. So good on him. Uh, pretty cool scenario there. But, you know, it's it, it was a good Father's Day. Weather was nice. We're about to get crushed by some thunderstorms rolling in here uh, in the next yeah. little bit. But how about you? What did you get up to? uh went to brother-in-law's and we got to have our first um well i guess it's like our second outdoor get together but our first one since everybody has started the vaccination process so uh you know i i guess it's just we all felt a little bit safer i don't know uh, a little bit less like it was dangerous to my in-laws and uh you know that was good um my sister was up in uh erie pennsylvania uh for her um, her whatever wife side of the family, their grandparents had like a monumental, like 60th anniversary, something crazy like that, uh, that they were getting up to in Murica. And then she'll be driving back down. And my son made me this lovely thing, which, you know, only the people can see that are watching the live stream, the captain shirt from my son. And he was my first mate today. And then he drew this lovely pictures and this is supposed to stay on this shirt. And I hope it does. Um, cause I love it. And I said, I can't believe you guys left the sleeves on. Thought you would have cut the sleeves off. My wife laughed and said, well, the shirt's just so soft. <laughs> you should, I'm going to get him to write on the sleeve next time I talk to him on one of our podcasts where I put, <laughs> I'm the captain now on his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that might happen. But yeah, I had to, I after dinner or whatever, when we got back, I had to go and move all my stuff around and uh, make sure everything doesn't get drenched uh, tonight, like you just said, Ty, because once you get it, I got about an hour between you and me, and then I'll be getting dumped on, so... But uh, I don't want to be getting dumped on with rain. I want to be getting dumped on with champagne. A long time ago, someone decided to put stuff in glass bottles. In some of these bottles, they put juice or milk, and that was stupid. Today, only alcohol and a few other products remain in the containers from the gods. It's time for beers and bourbon, because good advice only comes in a bottle. Ooh, those are both good. Yeah, we were on point tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We can do nothing else wrong, and we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be Thanks so for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it 
if we can open bottles of alcohol in a can. On yeah, this is as short as the Catcher Dynasty episode we did a year and a half ago. So we're at four and a half minutes now. Uh, so Ty, what are you drinking? In, this just in catchers are still useless. Yeah, but it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, I'm I'm getting near the empty of a bottle of Woodford Reserve, so I'm really gonna have to find a new bottle when I move mm. to the new house uh, here in a couple weeks, and you know have to have a celebratory new option. I don't know what that's gonna be. I really only have like two other options, and one of them I'm not a huge fan of. So okay. I got to play with. It. I got there's really like a four bourbon selection in Ontario. So two of which right. I like, which I talk about frequently, one which I do like, but I never ever buy. Um, and then the other one I just don't ever talk about because it's garbage. What about well, you? What do you got tonight? I, I will happily send you this uh, two ounce removed maker's mark. But um, <laughs> yeah, for myself, I did a kickback, a little Father's Day thing, uh, you know, grew up and oh, oh. dad was always drinking Labatt Blue. So I boom. had a couple of buds yesterday too, and I said that to my yeah. my buddy who had stopped by. I'm like, I haven't had a bud in forever. So uh, yeah, it was great. I had, a, I had a buddy over, and I had a bud for a beer. It was a great bud day, right? So well, for uh, the Americans, yeah. Ty, I think they'll just call this Labatt's. I had a Labatt. They just call that Canadian beer, like they well, just general because there is Canadian. Canadian, there is Molson Canadian, but then this is the when I worked in Michigan, they would just call this Labatt's. So can I have a Labatt's? And I would always yes. laugh. And I'm like, well, when my dad was, you know, always drinking. Go get me a blue. That would that would yeah. be the beer for him. It and then, different. you know, yeah. So well, anyway, we got a lot of sports branding around Labatt's as well. So I think that's partly where it comes from. Back when you could advertise beer on everything, which you still can do. And yep. cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cigarettes. So Labatt's uh, and Demoria. So let's let's talk two starts pitching, though, Robbie, this week. We've got well, a news and notes. List. Oh, apparently that's important. Yes, there are some news and notes. And, and okay. we're going to start from what happened a couple of days ago. Um, which was that Shohei Otani said, I'm going to go in to the home run derby. And I think that's fun. I think it's good to have the exciting players in baseball. We know there's all that crap, right? About, you know, they go in, they wreck a shoulder, they do this, they do that. I, I think that has more to do with a player getting too excited, not doing what they would normally do when they're having fun playing baseball. So hopefully that doesn't happen. I want to know, is it possible that he could pitch to himself? That's what I want to know. So the old self-pitch home run derby? Why not? They just put like one of those like springboards. If you if you self pitch a four sixty bomb, I'm I'm for that. Like do you just yeah, you could even just let him throw it up in the air and anyway. Um, so that was one of the things that happened. Zach Godley, who is somebody that we have, so just so everyone knows, we're going to be talking about guys on the cusp tonight. Triple A numbers that were looking good headed into this weekend. Um, one of the guys, Zach Godley. My gosh, forgive me, but Zach Godley's on that list and um. Lo and behold, the Brewers are bringing him up, and Colton Wong is back and healthy. Uh, let's see, Noe Ramirez with the Diamondbacks is up, so he's still kicking around. I mean, these are RPs, right? These are deep league stuff, but that's what we are, right? Have, deep league dynasty. Have deep references, Robbie. This uh, Simon sends in here Sicante, which is a reference to Labatt's 50. Uh, so that's a fun, Boom. A fun little spot there. I appreciate that dig, deep dig there. So, Love it. Uh, appreciate the the live comments. Uh, but yeah, continue on, Robbie. I thought that one was worth mentioning. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I should say, I guess, find us all, as always at Dinger's Pod. Uh, find Ty at Turney Boss and find myself at Robbie Baseball One. I am going to be updating RobbieBaseball.com shortly. I'm working on a couple of things, including something that I'm I've started yesterday. I'm going to continue it um, on through, which is essentially streamers pitching streamers because we know there's SP streamer. We know there's other people out there who put forth these ideas um, for fab to do things, good things with your money. But 
a lot of the guys are struggling mightily this year. And I don't know, I don't know what's going on with it. Why? Um, but I had one heck of a day today, uh, Ty, where I picked, I picked three guys to, to consider and one guy to stay away from. And depending on how Kim finishes off tonight with St. Louis, I can possibly go four for four here. Cause so far so good with Kim from when I last looked before we started recording. But anyway, um, those are some ways that you can keep in contact with us. Uh, all the DMS and things that are coming in, uh, please just at Dinger's Pod with those questions. I I understand some of you are really involved with a couple of leagues and you're asking a lot of questions. Just please, please, please listen to the podcast. Let's join us on the live stream and throw your questions here. Then yeah. we can answer them right away. I I am having a lot of people ask me several questions, and I don't mind the odd question. Of course, I don't mind because we want to help you, but I don't want to basically be managing your team for you. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I feel like I've gotten to that point with a few, it's called with a few tips. guys. It's called tips, if not your yes. contracted manager, Robbie. It's yeah, very much. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so back to this thing. Uh, Cardinals have signed Brandon Dixon. Kyle Bearclaw was released by the Yankees, and he has since re-signed. I'm going to have to check to see where I had noted. Minnesota, thank you, is where he came up. Uh, Drew Rasmussen has been called up by the Rays. This is former Milwaukee mm -hmm. uh, Brewer who was traded. And when that happened, we were like, everybody have a little eye for this. Uh, the Blue Jays have completely overhauled their bullpen and they are good to go rest the season tie. They picked up Jacob Barnes. Woof. So, yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Albert Almora is up with the Mets. So playing time concerns with Billy McKinney, who has started to sour a little bit. Just Playing time concerns. Just note that uh, Joey Lucchesi on the 10 day IL uh, Moustakas out longer. He's now on the 60 day. And I can't remember exactly when that was dated back to an interesting one for me Ty here. Jake Faria has signed with the Diamondbacks and free is also a guy. I think we have noted later on to be discussing for some decent performance. Um, Faria was good with Tampa Bay for a blip and then had injury issues. I think it was with Milwaukee. So the fact that he is now um, with the Diamondbacks MLB deal as well. Um, that that's a good thing. Um, well, to tease just a quick note on that, that yes. like if you're if you're thinking about fantasy impact of that, like not just what free up potentially could be in the deeper leagues, but also the reality of fire sale in Arizona, right? Oh yeah, that's that's exactly it. Contracts, you're going to start seeing those guys shuttled out. So that's a warning sign for that. It's coming. Yeah, um, Tatis, uh, possibly injured. Maybe we got something nagging. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm... No, everything that I saw last night was. Um, he dove for the ball. They were being overly cautious okay. because he has that shoulder injury in history. So because so he's, he's hurt and he got hurt again, they wanted <laughs> to be careful that he didn't get more well, he hurted. Has, he has like, um, <laughs> forget what it's called, but basically it's a loose shoulder, right? So he's, he's prone to dislocating it. Right. So I think they were just being overly cautious. So I, I think you'll see him back in the lineup whenever it's, I don't know if they play tomorrow, but okay. tomorrow or, or Tuesday. Uh, with the Mets, Jared Eikhoff is up. I believe that's going to be a bullpen role, um, but interesting. Former Philly there. Uh, this is this is one that hurts a lot of the NFBC type guys, a lot of the, the money redraft guys. Wilson Ramos, who, I mean, even we thought was going to be a serviceable catcher, uh, designated for assignment. Now he's outright released. He's gone. Uh, and then Bo Burrows, former top 100-ish prospect, uh, three, four years ago, ran into a lot of injury troubles. He has now been DFA'd. This might be similar to what happened with Franklin Perez with Detroit, where they DFA'd him. He did not get picked up, and then they were able to re-sign him back, so he's off the 40-man and um, working that way. Just sucky for Detroit, right? Like, you'd like a few things to go their way. Um, this one hurts for me. Uh, Austin Gomer, 10-day IL, forearm tightness. However, I will say this, Ty. 
good time to go and approach that Austin Gomber owner, but you're going to have to come with a, a pretty serviceable replacement. And if it's a keep forever dynasty, it will probably involve you giving up a decent piece now, as well as something in the future, whether it's draft pick or prospect, it's certainly something to consider depending on where your team is. And the reason you can make that move now is that the owner is going to say, Oh crap, whatever was I was getting could have been like lightning in a bottle, Kyle Freeland circa 18. Maybe I'll cash those chips in, you know, return on investment as, as um, we talk about here. Uh, <clears throat> Aaron Sanchez, 60 day IL sucks. Just, just sucky news. Um, well, he and, got lit in the minors his last outing. So I something, don't, something was up. That, that could be one of those. You need to fix some things, injuries. And um, then just like, I don't know, I'm not really sure exactly how to pronounce this, but it's uh, some guy, a shortstop from Tampa uh, who's with Durham. He's been promoted. Um, Wander Franco's up, everybody. Top prospect alert. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, good for him. Good for Tampa Bay. Uh, glad I own him in TGFBI. I look forward to seeing how Glenn screws this up in the home league and <laughs> trades him to Trev by the end of the regular season. Well, uh, Tampa definitely rolling with a little bit. Because not only do they have Wander Franco, but they've got Vidal Bruyan coming as well here in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, Brandon Lau is doing nothing to stop that from happening at this point. Oh, my God. He's so bad. And it is not – it's not a peripheral um, – the no. best stat statisticians could not statistically make us feel good that there's something coming, clicking, this little adjustment. psychologist on this one. Yeah, like there's yeah. there is something going on. So anyway, that's that's news and notes that and a good point on the prospect, but goodbye two star low. Pitching. Goodbye low. One last thing we do have yeah, a question. Brandon Low, Simon. goodbye low. I agree with good you. Good question from Simon coming in here though. Would yeah. love your take on a couple NL guys, Ranger Suarez and Bailey Falter from the Phillies. Where are you at? We talked about uh Ranger Suarez uh earlier in the offseason when we had our favorite guest on from the Phillies fan base, uh Ellen Adair. <laughs> earlier um and and she commented on on wanting to see ranger suarez we talked about how we didn't think we were going to see ranger suarez and if we did that meant bad things for philly now you know suarez has been very serviceable falter um is, is a lesser known name I, i'll tee off on on falter first and then pass suarez to you sure. um so falter for me I, I think this is a bit of a mirage uh only three games so far, eight innings, uh, whip under one, which Robbie loves, 80, 8 point, or 0. 0.88. Uh, what I don't like here, though, is that you've got a dominant pitch in the sinker, and if you look towards the heat map, a lot of this is up in the zone. So I would say that that could be a fluke. It could be intentionally to fool some guys. Um, eventually, that would change. However, if you look to the fastball, you see the same kind of pattern. So eventually, that will come back to bite them. Um, I, I see this as a mirage. I would definitely stay away from there. They're already slugging 538 against the sinker. So not ideal. Um, moving forward, only one bomb, four strikeouts on the sinker. So, you know, not the worst, but definitely I would say a red flag from my perspective. Fair. Uh, Ranger Suarez not getting starting opportunities. He's up, obviously, um, with Phillies, the 25-year-old, but not getting back of the bullpen opportunities either. So it's kind of like 2021 is a weird thing where I guess they're just trying to give him experience playing time. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, he's got 21 and a third innings. The ERA is nice. So if you look on um, Yahoo, if you look on five by five formats, he's going to, 
he's going to be one of those RPs that's like good statistically in the overall rankings. And you'll see somebody else who's like plugging away, who's somewhere in the 800s with two and a half times the innings and like a five something ERA. And you'll be like, oh, so like Ranger Suarez is good, but he's not actually helping you in fantasy. If you have five, five man bullpen and you can afford to sort of like put him there, um, he's just not doing enough. Like, you know, that's, that's an honest estimate from him, but moving forward, if I'm thinking long-term for him, I would have him as a bench guy for me. I was just really quickly looking to see in um, 30 team leagues that I'm in. Uh, and we'll just actually all, all of fan tracks. Oh, you've got it pulled up there. Ty. Perfect. I'm just going to pull up the peripherals here. Cause I think it's relevant, but if you yeah. look to this, this heat map, and I, I don't know if I can enhance, right. Do the old CSI enhance. 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 Um, I don't know. I don't know how to that's do like thing, um, but... on criminal minds when they're like, uh, so we're here checking this out on fan graphs and I'm just going to cross reference with baseball savant and then cross references like that drinking term, you know, <laughs> like, you know, you play the game like Sabrina, the teenage witch, every time the cat talks, you would drink. Uh, so that's how old I well, am. <laughs> the, the thing I want to note here and, and, you know, it's a really interesting thought. So, you know, this is really important stuff when we talk about like the fun term of this season, which is pitch funneling. Uh, you can kind of see some of it here. So you see the fastball up here, the four seamer up and in, and then you see the sinker, right? So those pitches are going to look really similar to a right-handed batter coming out. Um, and, and then the changeup is right in between. So you're going to have three pitches on a very similar plane and then offset by the slider, which are off the plate, right? So you're going to get a ton of swings and misses or weak contact with this. So I, I'm actually going to go in favor of what I like, what I see here playing well for ranger suarez so i would say for me the takeaway is i'm i'm not interested in falter but i'm paying attention to suarez because i like what i see here this is a good mix and at the very least he's going to be a, a mediocre reliable offer best case he gets more people out than people are expecting yeah and, and that's exactly what i was just going to say ty was he's getting outs but he's not getting um he's not having that like uh, show, showy finish. So like he's yeah. three and one record, but it's relief appearances. 22 could Ks be guy, could be a guy that progresses though. Oh, the, and that's exactly it for dynasty. It's a progression. So in the six dynasty leagues that I have here pulled up for fan tracks in the 30 team leagues, he's owned in all three in one that has a 600, excuse me, a 600 plus minor league availability. He's not owned in our dingers Roto listener league. He is not owned. And in a 20 team keeper or sorry, a 20 team dynasty, he is not owned. So these are the numbers I want to see Robbie right here. The miles per hour. I I'd like to see that 92, four turn into 94. And I'd like to see that 93 turn into 95. I, I think that is what's well, going to separate Ranger Suarez from a, like a early bullpen option to a guy to that a late. could be, yeah, could be a late option. But I think the issue might be here um, and to Simon's question or to, the, to that point is this might be as good as he is. So it's a matter of how can Philly maximize that from him? And if he can throw those those low 90s, um, that's good enough to get outs, right? We, yeah. we see that now. So over 100 innings, he's going to have high 80s K, mid 80s K. Um, so if you think about best case scenario, he's going to be serviceable if yeah. they turned him into well, a starter. And that's what you want because I think for him it's starter or um, Seth Lugo is your ceiling and it's not back of the bullpen guy. So for me, well, that, that's a better it, option too. Yeah. And NL only too, right. Is, is going to make him less of an option for me. Right. So okay. this is, it's a, I would say Ranger for me right now today is a, is a 30 team only kind of own. 
but I, yep. I'm watching based on what I just showed. I, if I see the velocity uptick over the next, you know, six months to the end of next or the beginning of next year, then I'm paying attention a little bit more. So a guy I might tag for spring training watch because you know how much I love watching that stuff. Well, that's one of the best parts about the season ending, as sad as it is, is that then we can take all of the data or the data and figure out what does it mean? And, and exactly what you just said, what do we want to look for? Um, here's a question that just came in. Uh, 30 team league. Somebody just said, thinking of moving Eflin for Matt Manning. Would you do that one? Now, this is Paul Dynasty. 30 team. Uh, this will be six years of Matt Manning. Uh, I, this is a points league. And Zach Eflin he has, I believe, two years left at less than 2% of the team salary. I'm going to double check right now. I'd, uh, I would say as long as you're not competing in that two-year window, absolutely no brainer. But if you're competing and you're expecting Manning to make you better than Eflin, then I would say that's a no-go. Okay. But I, right. I think if you're not ready to win, it's an absolute no-brainer. Go get Matt Manning. If that is available to you, That's that person shouldn't be <clears throat> doing that. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's about this this team uh, that's looking to trade Eflin has two years left of Eflin, and he's $14 million on a $210 million cap. So less than, or, or, well, whatever, 7-ish percent, I guess. A little bit less than 7% of the cap. And Matt Manning will cost 500000 this season. And one million next, and you know he'll he'll have he'll have the rest of this year plus five full seasons, uh, yeah. potentially of Matt yeah, Manning. As long as you're not ready to win next year, that's a no brainer. Yeah, it's it's one team's ten and zero who's trading Manning to a team that's three and seven. Uh, Joey G, it's a good deal. Make that deal. deal. Yeah, yeah, I would I absolutely make that deal. Sometimes it's it's worth trying to get that extra piece. Sometimes you just say thank you. Yep, exactly. So awesome. the so official comment is pictures. do it. <laughs> that's right yeah yeah we're not stealing from nike so we don't have to worry about the copyright so <laughs> <laughs> let's get into start pitchers uh we'll lead off with a couple in the nl west uh some of the big guns this week uh urias julio uh is going up against san diego and somebody else i don't know who their second team is robbie do you have that um likewise on the other side of that matchup is you darvish who do you like in that one if you had to pick one of those two guys for this week who are you going with uh julio and I'm going to check the matchups because I did it before. As soon as we started talking tonight, I said, I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. I closed it all out. So I didn't end up seeing who uh, Los Dodgers were playing on the weekend. But I remember thinking it was a good one. Uh, oh, oh, the Cubs. They're playing the Cubs. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and I would actually go Darvish here because I think Darvish has pitched really well against the Dodgers. Um, and, and I think that's a big game matchup. And I think Darvish has pitched poorly in some of the matchups that he wasn't up for and better in the big ones. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Darvish because Darvish I think does have Arizona with the second start as well, Ty. So I guess if you want to say there's an advantage, cause you're playing a really crappy team um, yeah. and you're at home for that second one too. And, and I'm just, I still, I've said this and I'm going to stand by it. Like I still see some cracks in Julio Urias. So against good matchups, I'm, I'm still very scared of running him out there. Um, and San Diego is one of those teams, especially if if Tatis is back, which, like I said, I, I think we'll see him because it's such an important series. I think as long as he doesn't have a long-term injury, he will be out there. I, yeah, I, I think that's safe. So we also have, uh, this is these are the Monday matchups. So then we're just kind of breaking it down. So we've got Kelly with Arizona, 2-7 and seven record, 540 ERA. He's got Milwaukee-San Diego this week. 
excuse me, we've got Milwaukee's Anderson, the lefty, two and four, 424. Um, and he is, uh, I, I mean, a crappy appearing option, but but Milwaukee's what, 40 and 20 something? Milwaukee's doing so much better than I think they should. And we talked about this before. It's not, it's not one or two guys that are running the table. It's a team effort. Everybody's, you know, pulling together. Um, I like the idea of Anderson as a potential two-star streamer. So if you're in those leagues where you can pick your guy up uh, Monday morning for the week, I would do that. I think it's also smart in leagues where you have maximums, tie. If you try to have, say, two streaming options or three, if one's a hitter, whatever you do, you try to pick up two-start SPs and then you just leave them in for both starts. Yeah. You have to weigh both starts. So I'm just trying to figure out here who it is that Milwaukee is playing this weekend. Uh, they're playing against Colorado, but they're at home. So yeah. I think that's a pretty good two-start stream in, for me. Uh, how do you feel on those two? Yeah, the only thing I would watch for with uh, Anderson is Milwaukee just played Colorado, I think, and they were in Colorado. So yeah. I would imagine that they matched up just last week. So they're going to be a little familiar with them. Uh, you know, it's it's definitely – and I would look at what the lefties did, right? So if if the uh, Vogelbacks and Yelich and Fishers, right, who is going to be back this week, uh, see what they do against Anderson. That would be probably the thing that would steer me. I'm not touching anybody in Arizona right now because they can't stop teams from scoring. The only games they're winning is when they outscore them. So, um, you know, I think that's – I'm not touching that one at all. Yeah, and that's that's very fair. So next we've got uh, Hap uh, with Minnesota, three and three, but an ugly six twelve ERA. He's got Oakland and Cleveland, which isn't too bad. But then you got Frankie Montas, who's opposing him tomorrow, seven and six, four twenty one ERA. And my God, like Frankie Montas is such a frustrating guy in fantasy, where you know he looks like he's putting something together and then just gets blowed up. Um, so I, I mean, I'm not taking hap on this. I own Montas in a, in a couple spots and he's just going to go in for the week. Uh, again, I'm, I'm betting against Minnesota in a lot of cases as well, because I'm just not, I'm not down with them. So yeah. for me, it's a Mont. if I'm picking one here, it's a Montas. I'm assuming that'd be the same for you. Yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. I mean, hap can't be trusted like that. We're just at that stage in his career. Yeah. And they're playing Cleveland this weekend. Or sorry, oh, I'm looking for Oakland. Why can I not find Oakland? Computers, man, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, and, and next, while well, you're looking that one up, probably the next two on our list are Aaron Savali, Cleveland, who's got the Cubs and Minnesota, and then Alzale, who is uh, coming off the IR or IL, yeah. uh, has Cleveland, and then I think that's followed by Minnesota on the weekend. Um, so, you know, I'm going to pick Alzale here just staying on brand for myself and staying away from Savale. Uh, I just, I still can't. <laughs> it's not that you, on. you have to pick one or the other. Like I think Savale is in um, Alize, whatever. I don't like him tomorrow against Cleveland because he's coming back from the aisle. However, it's Cleveland and I don't trust them. I picked McClanahan to be perfectly. No, McClanahan was against Seattle this week. I, I went against uh, Cleveland a couple times this week and I would do it with, Alize to get the two starts. So if I own him in a, in a weekly, I'd put him in. But if I if I'm picking between the two, like Savale, a million times over, guy's got ten wins. Ty. Yeah, I mean for me though, like all and I mean all of the peripherals are against Savale, right? The only per peripherals that he has going for him are the walk rate, chase rate, fastball spin, and curveball spin. So once and I said this in the off season, 
once these guys finally realize that they do not need to swing at the curveball, Savali is very beatable, right? As soon as they see that 12 to six or go up in the air, they need to just not swing. And he drops it on the corner. You tip your cap and he goes sit down. Um, he's hit the strike zone a lot more this year than in previous years. Uh, but, but they still need to stay off of that pitch. That's, that's the one that I'm seeing um, him get away with because it sets up his fastball. And if you just sit on the fastball, it's up in the zone and you will do damage on 25% of the pitches. So, you know, I, I just, honestly, if, if there's a major league team listening, I will help you hit these kind of guys because it is a very easy strategy and you guys are screwing it up real bad. <laughs> so stop it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Odorizzi and Aiken with Baltimore. Neither one of these are good options in my mind. Um, Odorizzi's got Baltimore, obviously, with the first one. And I got to check that second start. Houston this weekend plays Detroit. Um, so that's not bad. I like that. Uh, if you if you look at Baltimore Detroit and then you're like oh oh yeah who's the pitcher and then I said Jake Odorizzi you'd be like uh, 2020 Jake Odorizzi um, or 2021 <laughs> because well and keep well, in mind like Odorizzi's still fresh off the IL right he's still a couple starts right so in. by the so by this, the end of the second start you could be at ten or one whatever innings and he could be really turning it on yeah well you, nothing suits a pit, pitcher that's trying to find his groove better than Baltimore Detroit back to back like. You know, just pitch around Mancini and you're fine. The rest of that matchup this week is good to go. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm I'm just looking here. Somebody else was just asking an offer about. Uh, I was in a about a an RP uh, Jake Diekman trading him for a fourth round pick. Sure, if you're in a deep league and somebody's offering you a fourth round pick, that's somewhere in the. And Diekman historically has been good down the stretch, so I don't I don't hate that trade if you're acquiring Diekman. Um, yeah, fourth round pick. I would, I would want more for Deacon. Well, that, that's on, what I was just saying to him is I would want to make sure I'm getting a top 90 pick, a 30 team league, a top yeah. 90 pick, not a 91 through to 119. I want to make sure I'm getting a little bit better, especially when you are including the fact that these guys that are about to get drafted this year um, are going to be assigned most likely to low A and or somewhere we can see some stats on them. And we're going to have another J2 class um, where scouts have had eyes on them. So yeah. we will have more information for this upcoming draft, which means just by default, we get to be more intelligent drafters when we get there. Um, right. the, the final ones for Mondays, DeGrom and Ty, as you had said, you don't think he's going to make that start against Atlanta. I believe it's a double header um, that they've got. And the Mets, I don't have it announced the second guy and Atlanta hasn't announced, but I think Anderson's one of the two starters for Atlanta. Um, unsure on that second one. So moving yeah, to Tuesday. I would be surprised if the Mets rush him. Like it, it seems like a mistake to, not give him a breather, in my opinion. I yeah, I mean, you you got all season, right? And yeah. Degrom is to go. It just has to be also a matter of where you fit him in within the rest of your rotation at this moment in time. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a few more names now, Ty, just so we can go a bit quicker because we also have the on the cusp dudes to talk about. But Stripling with Toronto is taking on uh, Miami and Baltimore. That seems like a good one. Uh, Alcantara or Alcantara with Miami. Obviously, he's against Toronto with the first one, but he, he's just an automatic guy right now. And I hate to say it because I hate you. I hate you, Wade Miley. I hate you, Wade Miley. But he's taking on Minnesota with the first one. Um, he's just an auto start at this point in time. Ober is who he's countering with Minnesota. Um, and Ober's got Baltimore, Cleveland. So that even looks okay. <laughs> like, I, whatever. Sorry. So uh, 
yeah. Anyway, uh, Lopez with Baltimore. Um, this is my boy, two and eight, five ninety five ERA. That's how you do it. No, it's not how you do it. But um, this is that streamer guy I was talking about. He's taking on Houston with the first one. He's got, um, I think it's Toronto over the weekend. I am not a fan of Lopez for this week coming up. Houston also has a TB determined for Tuesday, and I couldn't figure out who that would be. My apologies if by chance you're uh, watching, listening right now, and you think you know who it is, throw it up in the chat. We can share it with the group and everyone who listens to the podcast. Um, there's also a to be determined for Washington on Tuesday. Austin Voth is off the IL. It is possible that he could go and maybe just be given like 60 pitches. It's possible. You know, he broke his nose. Um, he was hit by a pitch by stupid Vince Velasquez, and he would be going up against Philly in this first matchup. So it would be nice. Zach Wheeler, we already know, Ty. Zach Wheeler's an auto start, just like Giolito's an auto start. Um, and then we get into the more interesting, or is it interesting? A Pittsburgh starter. Is a Pittsburgh starter interesting if they have two starts? Nope. Yeah. Anderson. Until they get traded. Yeah. <laughs> Anderson with Pittsburgh, three and seven doesn't sound good, right? But 49 ERA could kick around for you, could get you 10Ks on the week. Um, you know, whatever. And then uh, KC has a to be determined on Tuesday as well, up against the Yankees. I think that that could be Cower. Cower came in in relief. Um, it, you know, whatever. It sucked, right? It sucked for Cower. But if they've got it to be determined, he's going to have enough rest. Um, he could come back. Maybe things will be better. But I mean, going to Yankee Stadium, whatever. If Alec Manoa can do it, uh, Jackson Cower, you got to do it too. And then Cole is who he's going up against. Whenever it's it's Cole, Cole is just in. Ty, Cole is just in. Yeah. Um, then you've got Oviedo with St. Louis, 0 and 2, 458 ERA. He's he, got a really quick yep. note on Oviedo. Like Please. if you've watched any of his starts, like really the first four innings have been pretty consistently decent. And he gets into trouble. He walks a little bit. So one of those guys, similar to, we talked about Sam Hank, he's in Cleveland, or Hankis, or however you say his name. I still haven't figured that one out. Um, but this is a guy that I would say those two both have major league stuff. They don't have major league location yet. And so if either of those guys can figure that out, just a guy to watch, right? Because I think a lot of people are in the dumps about Oviedo because he's just mediocre SP5 right now. Right. I think he's got SP3 upside. That's where I want to leave that. Okay. Uh, Tariq Skubal. Four four and seven record, four thirty six ERA. Uh, Jacqueline Hyde. Yeah, yeah, and very much just like uh, uh, Rodriguez with Boston, five and four, six twenty one ERA on a team that's really good, but he's still only been able to scratch five wins um, at this point. Rich Hill, obviously, um, exactly what everybody thought, and that's why we love Rich Hill, right, Ty? Right, Ty? Uh, five and two record, <clears throat> three fifty four ERA. Now he's starting to get recognized as like, wait a second, Rich Hill's pitching. Remember Morton last year with Tampa Bay? That's Rich Hill now. And then over to Morton with Atlanta, six and three record, 403 ERA. So Charlie Morton is, is back doing what he's supposed to do. The Stroh show with the Mets also has two start weeks, six and five record, 235 ERA. If, I mean, if you got him, of course, right? Of course. Uh, Eli Morgan is getting another start with Cleveland. And you might be like, oh, well, that's really interesting. So he's got Chicago and Minnesota. Um, his ERA at 1279. I, I am scared of that start on Tuesday against Chicago. And I absolutely fear Minnesota, who I think this will be his second start against them. Um, I fear Eli Morgan. Ty, you talked about it immediately after he got called up and got um, got his tits lit that you didn't think this was Major League stuff. Cleveland's continuing to throw him out there. That's That tells me that they're trying to get him to do something. And maybe it clicks. But again, I, this isn't a reliable streaming option. I dropped him in a 2014 Keep Forever Dynasty because our minors are um, 12 max. So I think we can have... Forget it, whatever. It's it's under 300 prospects total in the league, and I don't I didn't see Eli Morgan. Unless he's as a, pulling like the 
the country club sandbag right now like right i just don't see how this happens like uh, and there I aren't mean, numbers to to back it up like he's not a huge k guy right he doesn't have these amazing things um like he he's a, a wannabe kyle Hendricks without location that's what i saw right like kyle Hendricks gets yeah. rid of it because he has elite stuff in location and puts everything on the same plane eli was not doing anything close to that so maybe he will someday he's definitely not there yet Right. And Kyle Hendricks, who does have a start on Tuesday, I think, yeah, Tuesday against the um, Cleveland, uh, nine and four record, 413 ERA. Then you've got uh, Irvin with Oakland, four and seven, 389. He's just back and forth, right? Irvin, Irvin is just like you had said before, Ty. He's not, he's not one guy who's all of a sudden turned your season around. He's just a pitcher who can come in and he's getting starts and he helps you one week and he doesn't help or one start and he doesn't help you as much with the other one. There's Irvin. Irvin is what I saw when I looked into him. Like I'm not starting him against low ball hitting teams. So what I want to see is I want to go through exactly what we did um, for um, Ranger Suarez earlier. I want to look at the heat map, but uh, on the offensive side. So I want to see, what the middle of that order is doing against guys that are down in the zone. And if they're, if they're good hitters in the bottom half of the zone, I'm not touching Irvin. That's generally what I'm looking for there. So just, I think that's what I've seen so far with him in terms of good and bad. That's a good indicator to look for. All right. And then we've got Jordan Lyles with Texas. It's just bad. Two and five, five, six, eight ERA, whatever. Um, San Francisco has it to be determined. I, I was like crossing my fingers that maybe it would be Tyler Beatty. So that's why I put that in there. <laughs> Cause he's like, note. Uh, yeah. Note. Tyler Beatty mentioned <laughs> Tyler Beatty may, may be back. Everybody. Uh, you, you think I like Patrick Sandoval. I, I like Tyler Beatty more, first. <laughs> but also Patrick Sandoval, everybody, Patrick Sandoval and Ty we're playing each other in the home league. Although it's not much of a competition this week. Um, I don't know why my team just could not catch up at all. Uh, you crushed me last. I looked, it was 10, five and you're such a sandbagger. You sat your three starters today with nothing to gain or lose. Like yeah, it wouldn't matter. You could have, you could have insured you got strikeouts for the week. But it was an um, opportunity to flex. Like, and I, sure. I actually but, thought about it. I'm like, or I could just tell them that I sat them because I could. Well, I was going to say the, the real flex is putting something in the group chat, um, which to, to the point. So we're in, we're in a 14 team league where you keep six at the end of the year and one prospect. And we determine a prospect to be 150 at bats or 75 innings to be prospect eligible for our league, which means, excuse me, at a 14 team league, they need to be a legitimate top 100 guy in order to be kept or you need to be Glenn and have just the dumpster fire of dumpster fire teams that you don't have the talent to keep good players. And I dropped Nick Madrigal because in the eight by eight format, Madrigal just snuck inside the top 200 with his last two weeks performance prior to his injury. Well, he's out for the rest of the year. He's not going to be one of my keepers. So I dropped him and I'm like, why would I keep him when I'm not getting anything out of him? He's bounced, baby. He's bounced. And what, what happened? But Glenn, the league raccoon went into the dumpster and he pulled himself out. Put some, him back on the yeah, list. <laughs> he pulled himself out some Nick Madrigal. And all I said in the in our group chat was, uh, dear Glenn, screw you. And that was it. That's all I put. Um, and it took him a little bit to figure it out. But it was just the fact that he picked up a guy that's not worth keeping. And he's going to keep him for the whole season now, to put it in context. Glenn is in last or second last place. And yeah. um, he's chipmunking talent in any, in any way he can. So yeah. it's not the, it's not the worst play because he just needs to hold some, some talent, but this and is the second time. 
the second time he's taken one of my talents that I love. And the other one is, is pitcher Otani. I didn't realize because of our league settings that at under 75 career innings pitched, Otani was still a rookie. So when we had our rookie draft uh, to protect that one guy, he took Otani and I was kind of like, what? Wait, how? And then snake. I loved it. I, I was so pissed when I found out. And I think that was the Tommy John year. So he, yeah, but again, just like magical, he sat on his bench all year long. And then at our trade deadline, I traded him Reese Hoskins and some other things and got Otani and whatever back. And now I'm a better man for it. But again, it just like really bugged me. So I had to mention, I had, it to was mention. a great snake. It was a great snake. The Otani one. I, I laughed uncontrollably because <laughs> it made me laugh. Cause I, I knew on the other side of that pickup, how angry you were. So I, it just, there was confusion. There's confusion and then anger. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> it was like, wait, what? And the, because it's one of those things in a in a keeper league, I'm not valuing someone who's not playing. Like it, it wouldn't matter to me it, unless it was like a top 10 guy, which if you combine the two Otanis, that's a top 10 guy. But if you just take Otani pitcher who's not going to play for the whole season and you're permanently putting him on your IL for the following year, I don't think that's a move I would make at that point in his career, right? He had not been yeah, but, lights but out that was 18 otani but when you're rebuilding a team um for me if i was in his shoes i would have thought about it i don't know if i would have pulled the trigger but i for sure would have considered it well um, and he also easily i think easily ty could have been picked up post draft um you pick him up or last last round pick or whatever then you put him on your il not necessarily carry him true yeah yeah which is which is fine anyway we were talking about tyler b uh possibly yeah. starting <laughs> and, and then this this to... is what happened so yeah uh, Heaney with, with the angels four and four, four seventy five record or sorry, four forty five ERA playing San Francisco first game. I didn't, I forgot to check the second one here, but he, whatever, he's going to be owned most likely. Then you've got Peralta with Milwaukee six and two, two twenty eight. the best starting pitcher I'm in Milwaukee right now. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I crazy. So. It's a crazy thought and a crazy question considering yeah. Woodruff and Corbin so far. Burns. This year. Nuts. Yeah. It's it's I mean, and that's again, that's another one of those reasons why Milwaukee is where they are, is that they're getting innings, quality innings when needed. And there are other teams who may have perceived to be better lineups or better overall rosters that are not getting it done in that order. Uh Zach Gallen with Arizona, 399 ERA, one and two records. Um, Milwaukee and San Diego is the second start. Kershaw, as we already mentioned, uh, he's got two starts. So you're just starting Kershaw. Uh, and then the final two were kind of interesting. Flexen who had his season best start tie. Um, he's playing, I think he is at home against Colorado and then at the White Sox. Um, and then Freeland, Kyle Freeland of Colorado, with his 0-2 record, 958 ERA, is at Seattle. And I forgot he's to back, check. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, Freeland, <laughs> Freeland is back. And I believe Freeland will start every fifth day, rest of season, um, damn like results be damned. He's coming back, but it is mighty ugly right now. Would you consider trying to buy Kyle Freeland in your 15 team and larger leagues right now, Ty? No, because the team around him is just going to be so bad. After right. the It's going to get sale. so much worse. Yeah. It's going to get so bad. And if he was on a respectable roster, like he had been maybe two of the last three years, then I would say yes. But you know, given where that team is headed, from a complete like down to the studs like and, and frankly I, I will look maybe not now maybe in the offseason i would trade for freeland because there's a chance he gets moved in the offseason right like That's he true. might be a trade piece that they might try to do something with to re rebuild anything and everything that they can 
Yeah, and this week, so it is at Seattle, and then he is at Milwaukee over the weekend. So it, it could be another rough week for him. But again, Kyle Freeland is one of those guys with low value always. And Chris Flexen, prior to his start this week, I thought had low value. And in a 30-team league, he was traded this week. And I kind of made the mistake in the group chat when somebody said they were putting him on the on the board and he had like a $4 contract, which is for actual dollars in our league um, that I was like, well, you know, he was, he was good in April and that was kind of it. He's just really been weird back and forth, lower case, whatever. Well, doesn't he come out and just like write the ship right away, but he was traded for value. Like it was him and Christian Arroyo, who unfortunately is now on the IL who were traded for, Oh geez. Um, Ed Howard, the first round pick of the Cubs last year. And this was by a Cub fan who traded away his Ed Howard first round pick and something else of note, which I not a much, not enough note to remember, but anyway, in the 30 team league, that was a notable trade for me. It was like, Whoa, Flexen's being given value. So let me know at Robbie baseball one or at dingers pod. If you're in a league and Flexen is a trade chip or has been traded or anything like that, I'm curious. It's going to have to be a, I'm assuming a 20 team or larger league for him to be there. I know in um, 15 team, NFBC stuff, he's coming and going on rosters. He's a waiver wire type dude. So I think now after this start, he should definitely be picked up much like Patrick Sandoval should be owned everywhere. Let's move on, Ty. Let's move away from um, the fun and games of two-star pitchers and let's move on to some of the dudes on the cusp. And even yeah. since we we wrote this, we've had promotions, we've had demotions. So um, what what would you like to do? How would you like to go through these guys? Yeah, let's just talk generally. I mean, I think there's some guys on this list that nobody's going to know about. There's some obvious ones that we've either already mentioned on the show uh, or are, are ones that anyone listening probably knows off the top of their head. But let's just dive through it because there's some guys deeper here that I think are worth noting. Which is why we're doing it. Yep, yep. We're trying to bring you the knowledge. <laughs> it's not just first-round pick and top 100 prospects that, that win, win you championships. championships. That's right. You nailed it. You nailed it. But maybe I could uh, maybe I, I could do an intro one day, Ty. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we can swap it up. We could I'll I'll do the lead in and you do the intro. Yeah, I think we could do that. I, I'd be I interested. You one time you could you sing? Ball. Would you do a singing intro? I do have a singing intro, an old recording that's right. of my name that's, that that's has been right. buried, and I think we can use that one sometimes. And too. Ray and I watched it, uh that movie recently. And if you're curious what it is, well, wait till Ty does a show intro and yeah. then you'll be saying I think thank it turned you. out okay, don't you? You'll be saying thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it did turn out okay. Okay, so anyway, uh, New York Yankee, Hoi Jun Park, shortstop, 25-year-old, 105 at-bats. I, I did this on Thursday, and now it's Sunday, so a few days have passed, but we're, it's all, it's okay, everybody. Six dingers, 21 RBIs, six stolen bases, which was the real reason I was noting a 25-year-old shortstop at AAA is that he's hitting five categories, OPS north of 1,000 when I did this. There is nowhere for him to play. But that doesn't mean he won't find his way onto the Yankee roster if it suits them. Now, I don't think he's on their 40-man. And that might be the crux of the issue where they need a 60-day IL or a couple of trades or whatever to move things around. But I'm interested in a guy like this. And when I check Ty, he is owned in approximately zero 30-team dynasties right now. Yeah, which is wild. I mean, 25-year-old import, though, like, it happens, right? Like, it's, right. It's, if you go through the minors, it's... You know, if we look at uh, what San Diego did with your boy, which is a great video of him uh, dancing, getting goaded into it by Tatis that happened yesterday that you need to take a look at, uh, Hassan Kim. 
in San Diego, but very similar. I think we would have had the same experience had he went to the minors first in say so, Toronto. Nobody can see this. Hoy Park. Park available, 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 available. There you are. There you are, everybody. The guy yep. is available. Um, and, ladies, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for anyone who thinks that we don't do the homework, we do the homework. We found a guy that is not owned in money dynasty leagues, money yeah. dynasty leagues, and is right now money in AAA. Edward Olivares, um, what do they call him? The taxi squad guy right now in KC, right? Yeah. Crushing AAA, um, struggling to MLB. What do they call them, Ty? Uh, quad A guys? Quad a. Is that, I, is I that don't think Olivares? He's a quad a. No, I don't think he's a quad A yet. He just uh, think, needs MLB time. Is that yeah, it? We, like we saw this with Anthony Elford, who is raking in the minors right now, by the way. Uh, Ridiculous. Did I put him on the list? I, I no, may have. He has been raking. Okay. Um, yeah. But Edward Olivares is, is less, has less power than Elford, but could have the same experience. Like he got thrown into the majors, thrown down, thrown into the majors, thrown down and didn't get the appropriate number of at bats to square it up. And so I think you're seeing that right now with Olivares. I mean, I'm not going to be buying him in 15 team or less, but anything 20 to 30, like I, I'm going to be looking at Olivares as a guy that can be a fourth outfielder. That's what I think he is in deep leagues. I think he's a, he's a good guy to own in, in that format. And he might be the kind of guy that um, the dynasty owner is getting a little frustrated that he's not getting MLB time and the time that he has been getting hasn't been like, you know, you're batting six in the order and uh, four days straight kind of thing. Set him mm -hmm. for one or something like that. Uh, Jesus Sanchez. This is another exactly like Edward Olivares crushing AAA 349 average, nine dingers, 28 RBIs, a stolen base and an OPS north of a thousand. But at MLB, 22 at bats, he does have a dinger now. So one home run, two RBIs, one run, um, 227 average, 591 OPS. Um, today, he was one for four. I believe it was a single and two K's. I, I'm going to throw something out here. So for this season, I think he's going to give you more value than a Wander Franco. Sanchez. Yes. Well, oh, okay. Yep. That's my bold take for tonight. That is a bold. Just for this season. Like, but I do think I, I do think take people on. are sleeping. Yeah. People are sleeping on Sanchez though, right? Like Tampa Bay gave him up and got a lot in return. Like this is not a nobody prospect. And he, I agree. He's got, the hit tool to play at the major league level it might take him just a little bit of time. He went on a coffee run with his teammates today in Wrigleyville. I don't know if you saw that video either, Robbie. Um, what all the walked, rookies had to go? Yeah, all had to go in their clean uniform. uniforms. Yeah, so they brought coffee back to the rest of the vets. Um, so good learning curve for Sanchez today, but he's starting to figure it out, and and I think he will, and I think he's going to hit in the middle of that order. So regardless of whether he hits two sixty or two eighty or two ninety. He's going to produce. He's going to have run production opportunities and by default is going to give you value. Whereas I think Wander initially is going to start near the bottom of that lineup. Um, have to work his way. Correct. So I okay. think it's just a very different scenario and a, a very different <clears throat> way of doing things in Tampa Bay versus Miami as well. I'll counter your Franco hitting at the back of the lineup and say if they've been letting low hit at the top, sucking as much as he has. I say all bets are off on where Franco starts. We'll find out. Of course, yep. we'll find out. And we will definitely touch on it. Um, but I like the idea of Sanchez v. Franco rest of season. Now, do you want mm -hmm. us to count Sanchez's prior value and continue? Or should we knock it off because it hasn't been great? I don't really know well, what that question is asking me. Well, do you want me to start with the next Miami game and start with the next Tampa game? 
and continue, or do you want me to count Sanchez's yeah, rest of season, already? Rest of season. Okay, so we're throwing out the first twenty-two ABs. Next yes. guy up is Tampa Bay. Josh Low. I'm going to call him Josh Low. Triple A uh, center fielder, twenty-three year old, hitting three oh eight, nine dingers, twenty-six RBI, six stolen bases. Another nice six stolen bases, and just a little bit under one thousand OPS. Um, low is going to struggle ish, I think to get playing time, not just because if he does get called up, it's Tampa Bay, but because Tampa Bay's outfield also has a guy like Austin Meadows, not playing in it, um, with regularity. So it will be tough for him, but this is a good on the cusp guy who started to get a tiny bit of heat in 19 and then over reports from the 60 man crew and everything, uh, last year in 2020, the name started to get bounced around a lot more. So it looks again, it looks like he's right on the cusp with. Franco with um, Bruyan. Yes. Here's here's my call. I think Josh Lowe, when he makes it to the major leagues, his name on the Tampa Bay roster will look a lot like Sonny Gray. I don't understand. Josh Lowe will be traded for Sonny Gray. That's my my early oh. deadline call. Wow. Call okay. Right now. I thought you were just going to say everyone that gets called up is going to be better than Wander Franco because that would have been fun too. <laughs> Rest of season, Josh Lowe better. Yeah, than did you did you feel like I was going that way? I 100 percent did. When you're, uh, I'm like, Nailed oh it. no, he's going to do Nailed it for all it. of them. Uh, <laughs> next guy up is a Toronto guy, Kevin Smith. Once upon a time, highly touted power bat. Now up at AAA playing shortstop. Very fun. 24 year old, uh, 287 average, nine dingers. Now up to 10 over the weekend. He hit another one, so he's got 10 dingers, at least 28 RBIs. Uh, seven stolen bags, which is cool, and an OPS north of a thousand. This is fun, Ty. This Can is fun. Can, Can you, you play, play third base? <laughs> Can you please go play third base, Kevin Smith? And if you're Toronto and you're serious about Kevin Smith progressing, I don't think it's a bad thing to have him at shortstop. I don't, no. not, not at all. Um, but I would start to tinker with the idea of him at third. And if we start to see him at third, assume that means they want him in Toronto. So I say, as long as he's at shortstop. I agree. And and also, um, I was a little frustrated listening and well, I shouldn't say listening, listening, watching whatever to the Jays game today, because I actually got to uh, see quite a bit of it, um, which was nice. And um, his OBP is terrible. His OBP oh. is his average. It's, I think it was it ended today. Uh, they were less than 20 points apart. And that, to me, is not at all what you want to say or what you want to do to say, like, oh, he's a good hitter. Yeah. Like, well, that's that's all he is. Well, he's he's he not the nail good on the to... head. Yeah, he mm -hmm. hit the nail on the head. Kevin Smith at third, Bijo to left field. That's how that team gets better. It gets a lot deeper. Like, I know there's an article on MLB today about um, the trade deadline and whether or not Oakland will go in. And in that, they talk about the Jays DH OPS being like 723 or something like that. Well, that's mm, going to okay. change when you add George Springer, right? Like you're going to see, Absolutely. you know, that depth change. So, you know, they don't need to acquire a DH, but I, I do think we need to insulate that depth because Espinal has been awesome, but Espinal is a defensive replacement yeah. uh, at a, on a major league championship contending team. He, it, you know, he is not what we want to see well, rolling out there. Reese McGuire too, right? Reese McGuire got a double today. I don't he had care. Like three doubles. He had three doubles today. Is that what he, oh, geez. Yeah, he went four for five. He raked today. Oh, wow. Well, uh, the one yeah, that I saw in particular. Right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> which is terrible. Because <laughs> the, the one that I saw, um, I kind of went off after him because someone's like, oh, Reese McGuire, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like sitting beside my mother-in-law and I'm like, yeah, so Reese McGuire. And then I told him the story of, you know, Reese McGuire got caught playing with his pecker. Well, I said his junk because that's what, that's what I told my kid. That's what I told Ray to call 
his private parts is you just call it your junk down there. So he's like, you know, blah, 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 my junk. So when he said that today, everybody thought it was real funny. And then I got pointed out for being, you know, the dad who told his son that, you know, it's, it's his junk. And I said, hey, well, what? Just, we have talks. As a quick note, like he's hitting 277 right now, right? Out of the catcher position. He's, he's done it before, though. That's the problem. But but I'm okay with a guy that's going to do that with an OBP over 320 out of catcher slot, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not complaining about it from that catcher. standpoint. That, and that's exactly it. I think I think he's a good guy to go in and catch five days a week if you need it. You let him sit, you know, whatever, the Sunday game or something like that, and then whatever your off day is. Um, that's possible. What I yeah. don't like is the idea of having to say, we depend on Reese McGuire because he is giving us good offense. It should just be automatic that he's like a perfectly serviceable catcher. He was a top 100 prospect. And that was the reason why was the fact that yeah. he's like a good catcher, a good you know game caller, all those catcher intangibles. And then he came up and hit over his head in 18. I think it was 18 at the end of 18. He came up and got a little bit and then 19. No, maybe it was the end of 19. And then he had the issue. Yeah. He had the issue in the off season before like, 2020. I'm a hundred percent. Okay. With, Reese starting against righties and Alejandro Kirk against the lefties. Like a healthy Kirk, yeah. Rest of the season, I'm I'm good with that tandem. Um, I know Tampa Bay is going to be excited about having the tandem of Wander Franco and literally anyone else um, in that lineup. So you know, as you said, we'll see where he gets in the lineup. He's hitting 321 in the minors right now. Seven bombs, four dingers, uh, 31 RBIs, couple stolen bases, uh, an OPS of 970. So you know, good numbers, right? But again. We've talked about this. Like, I, I still have concerns whether he is going to carry the pop at the major league level. Now, he did it in the spring. Everybody got super jacked up, but he did it up against mediocre opponents, right? And so that's what I'm still waiting to see because he hasn't really destroyed at AAA. Like, he was good, right? But Vidal Brion has been equally as good. Josh Lyle has been equally as good. And so I'm just, I don't think he's the superstar that everybody thinks he is. I think he's going to be a good major league player, right? I just don't think he's Vlad or Acuna or anyone else like they think he's going to be. That's okay. my, and that's where I'm at. I think it was a 15 game hit streak that ended for him on Friday. And then he started another one um, on Saturday or whatever it was. Right, uh, Jer- but there's lots of guys that hit slap singles that aren't superstars, right? There's, there's a, there's a, like magical is a great example. Like nobody's had- called magical. Go ahead. Yeah, Franco had power at the start of the year, and everybody was really excited, like, oh, he should be up, blah, blah, blah. Now he got over 150 at-bats into his minor league, or sorry, AAA season this year. Now he's getting the call up. We'll see We'll see what happens. And and to your point, Ty, like, if they do put him in the 8-9 hole, um, that that kind of says that they're just going to pre- preach the patience with him. But if they put him up high, if, they, if he's leading off or in the top two or three, they're also making a statement with that point as far as, like, you're just here. Now the next yeah. guy up, um, so that we're not Wander Franco in this show, because I, I think it's really hard to acquire Wander Franco right now. So uh, Jared Duran, who has not yet gotten the call up AAA, um, Boston future center fielder, 106 at bats when I did this check, 264 average, not amazing, 964 OPS, thank you very much, 10 dingers, 17 RBIs, and six stolen bags. So if you don't love the average, I think a power hitting center fielder is amazing amazing to have oh, um, he did hit another home run today he's at 12 did, just oh know. okay so he wow so since that so he is really heated up um he is definitely somebody he does have that, the average up to 286 as well over the weekend so well, there we go so he's yeah, just been hot since i did that one zero zero six so a slight tweak there uh but that's just weekend production right so still right. small sample still right so don't 
Well, you see a 20 point average jump over the weekend and that that's, you know, four or five hits and that can, you know, that can really jump that up. So um, that's, that's really interesting though. So for him, he's, we're waiting on him and that it depends again on what Boston's going to do. If they think they're competing, there's a good case to be made that you bring him up. He makes your team better. If you're trading off, then there's a really good chance you would bring him up because then you need a replacement player. But the, the unfortunate argument is that you could also just keep him down because you don't want to start the clock, which, oh my God, I don't want to hear that. And I really hope it doesn't happen. So, um, and the other guy that's down there too, is Jeter Downs, who's struggling 227. So like, that was the other guy who I thought might remove, uh, the need to have, uh, what's his face at second base that you like, uh, Christian Cole, uh, Arroyo. Yeah, that guy. Um, but Arroyo's hurt now too. So yeah, I think without a doubt, we're going to see Duran and he, he might get the call sooner than later. Okay. I just picked up Jared Duran in the home league tie, so suck it. Good move. Yeah. Well, I was looking. I've got Soto Acuna, and then I've Jake Fraley is my other dude. Brandon Belt outfield eligible. I feel a side bet. Jesus Sanchez, who I have in the home league, versus your Jared Duran. Well, I need Duran to be called up. I can't take a bet on rest of season if my boy's not playing and yours is starting every day. Not with that attitude, you can't. <laughs> when he gets when Jared Durant gets called up, we will have this conversation again. Uh, let's move off to so let let's get away for a, a few dudes off of the top 100 list. The drooly, drooly eyes, hard to acquire guys. Let's get back to the Hojan Parks of the world. Um, Yario Gonzalez, the first baseman with Detroit, uh, 323 average in 127 at bats, 10 dingers, 30 RBIs, no stolen bases, um, a career 290 MILB hitter, and he's got a little bit of a power tick up this season. Uh, as if I didn't mention tied 27 year old, there's, there's the opportunity if Detroit has tangible assets, Jonathan Shope, um, mm-hmm. and others to move them out. Oh, sorry. I hit the mic, uh, move them out and then give a guy like Gonzalez a shot. We saw Batista break through at 27. We've seen other guys break through at, at this age. Now might be the time. So I like it. And I'm going to do the quick check again on, um, on Yariel, Y-A-R-I-E-L. Gonzalez. I'm going to check and see what his ownership is across my many um, fan tracks leagues. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and just the next guy on the list is back to Boston with Marcus Wilson, who also ironically fills the center field void. Uh, he's hitting the top half of the order, batting two, 269 uh, average, 921 OPS, reasonable numbers for a center fielder, eight bombs, 24 RBIs. Uh, five stolen bases. So a guy that definitely could fit the mold. He's, he's at 120 at bats this season. You know, I, I think you might see him more likely as the sacrificial lamb before we see Duran Duran. Uh, you know, it might be one Did of those. Did you just like, say before we see Duran Duran? Duran Duran. You just say it really oh. fast and it sounds the same. It, it so, did sound like, yeah. <laughs> but if you bring Wilson up, you don't have to start the clock on Duran. And you can stop gap. I think Duran just needs a touch more seasoning. The power is there. I just, there's still strikeouts, right? So, you know, he had three on Saturday uh, or sorry on Sunday, even though he hit the bomb. uh, What did he do on? I'm just going to scroll back really quickly to see if I can see how many strikeouts he had on. uh, Sorry. That was Saturday. What's today? Today's 20. Today's Sunday. yeah, so I need to look at the 19th, which is what I'm doing now. Um, Duran also had zero strikeouts on Saturday, so that's super helpful in that point. So uh, I made a mistake here, Ty, while you check that out. I said uh, Duran was with Detroit, which is what I swore it said on MILB. Well, you were saying Gonzalez. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Gonzalez. I swore Gonzalez had said Detroit. Um, I'm looking now on Fangraphs, which I am assuming has just made the error because Fangraphs to me is more likely to make an error on the team they're with or the organization they're with. Um, they have them at St. Louis. So when I'm looking here at first baseman, St. Louis, just so we're all here, here, see, um, Yariel Gonzalez, it says St. Louis Cardinals, but again, 30 team leagues right here, guys available, available everywhere. Um, it is, it is Detroit. You're correct. Yeah. So, so fan, fan tracks made the air, which makes me feel good because that means I didn't make the air, but that's just (laughs) another guy. Um, while you're looking at Duran stuff, I'll just very quickly say, cause we're going to, this is going to be way too long if we. Um, go too deep on all these guys. Marcus Wilson, 24-year-old center fielder with Boston. That is that other guy that could be holding Duran up, as you said. Um, Adriel Rodriguez, first baseman, 29-year-old, again with Detroit, another Detroiter possible. Um, but he's a career minor leaguer, so I don't know that that's necessarily like give him a shot, but it could be down the stretch, give him a shot. Vidal Bruyne, we've already talked about several times. Um, Gabriel Cancel, which I'm sure it's not Cancel, but it could be, with Kansas City. He's a second baseman, 24-year-old, 241 average, but 10 dingers, 16 RBIs, which means no one's on base when he's he's but up. We, we need him in the major leagues so we can talk about cancel culture, though. 100%. Level. 100%. Yes, five stolen bases and an 850. Not to mention great fancy team name. Sorry, I just had to jump back in with that. Cancel well, if there was somebody who's like Couture, then you could have cancel Couture. Yeah. So there Either you go. way, I would still roll with it. I'm just saying. It's worth picking up anyone with that kind of a secondary yeah. name to get it. Um, 850 OPS and a possible promotion for a guy like this at AAA doing these decent things, these decent stats. When you know that Kansas City um, has Montesi, who is uh, all-star or injured, and you also have uh, Nicky Lopez, who we've talked about before is like, lightning in a bottle that very brief period of time this year, but realistically should not be an MLB offensive consideration. But if you can have somebody who can get you some stats, boom, there's a guy, Luis Garcia with Washington, very quickly touch on the 21 year old, um, 115 at bats at triple a 270 average, seven dingers, 18 RBI stolen base and the OPS over 800. Keep in mind, he is, he has been up. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's been up and down this year, but he, he is 21. Yeah. He is 21. And to, to the point with the next guy, we've talked about Joe Adele a lot, right? Joe Adele leading all minor leaguers, 16 dingers last I checked, 35 Mayor RBIs. Dong City. <laughs> Dinger yeah. City. Dinger City. Um, Jose Siri, another guy we've mentioned a lot. Um, Luke Rayleigh, somebody that we mentioned the last time in 70 at bats. Um, this is the Dodger 26 year old, 329 average, six dingers, 29 RBIs, three stolen bases. Uh, he's He's up now or he was up earlier this week, not going well, that's okay. You know, like that, that's just one of those sleeper guys, right? Like let him go up and not do well. And nobody knows who the heck he is. And then he gets sent back down and Bellinger's hurt again. Bellinger's hurt again. He might continue to get opportunity. And if he does, maybe he can make it um, click like Matt Beattie did for a period of time, but maybe he can make it stick a little longer too. So Terry Curtis is another guy with Texas. Uh, Texas is interesting. Aside from the fact he's a first baseman, he could get time later this year, 124 at bats, 306 average, 10 dingers, 29 RBIs, one stolen base, 976 OPS yet to appear yet to appear, but he was drafted by Texas in 15th and 13th round. So there's something there where he's a homegrown guy. Um, you know, they could be pulling for him. That could be a, that could be a thing. The show could... note on this next guy is an all timer for Schwindel. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Frank Schwindel, former catcher, now apparently a third baseman, or sorry, first baseman with Oakland, 28-year-old, 140 
at bats this year, 307 average, 12 run, 12 home runs, 28 RBIs, no stolen bases, OPS right around a thousand. Um, but nobody cares about him except Oakland, and that's good enough for me. That's the show note. <laughs> Schwindel, no fantasy value whatsoever until a team like Oakland gets a hold of him. And then I start to look in those 30-team leagues, and I think, can I pick him up? Is he still rookie eligible? Is this a guy I could maybe like sneak onto my team some way, somewhere? Um, and, and and yeah, that's it. There are still a bunch of names left, because there's a lot of value out there. Um, Cal Raleigh, I'll just very quickly say, Cal Raleigh doing good things. Um, Joey Bart doing good things. Those are the guys you know of. The guys you don't know of, that we have mentioned before, uh, Rangel Ravello, AAA, 29-year-old first baseman with the Dodgers, batting over 400. Take note of someone doing that um, with the Dodgers. And only 74 career at-bats, and they sucked. Okay, they sucked. But a 302 career minor league hitter, um, again, good enough for me with, with Bellinger in trouble in those leagues. He's a free backup. Right. Yeah. No, no value today. The cup of coffee he's had before didn't go well. Matty Theus is another guy with the angels. Yes. Matty Theus is buried. He's 26 years old, but in 116 at bats, he's got a 310 average, eight home runs, 25 RBIs, a stolen base OPS North of a thousand. But here's why you care. The angels very well may trade him. They may trade him to get something that they deem necessary because they want to compete with Houston. They want to compete with Oakland and they don't want to give away another season and they I don't have like anywhere got, for him to go. I feel like he got called up today. Well, it would make sense because we're talking about him and we're good at this stuff. So it would make sense that he got called up. Um, Mitchell Tolman, a second baseman with San Francisco, um, 248 average and 109 at bats. Not great, but he's got seven dingers. So there's some good power there. 21 uh, RBIs and an 816 OPS. Um, It's good. Like that's just an option, right? Second base is tough. So if you're looking for somebody that nobody cares about, there's another guy right there. Uh, Jake Gatewood, a first baseman, 25 year old with the angels. Again, Matty Theus. Now you're looking at Jake Gatewood, more of that, that collusion is not called up just for the, okay. Not called up. Um, And here's the thing with uh, Jake Gatewood. He's got eight dingers and um, he is just a straight up boomer bust guy. So uh, eight dingers, but the OPS is, is still under 800. The final guy is Patrick. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Patrick Cavellan. Cavellan. K-I-V-L-E-H-A-N. A right fielder um, who's 31 years old. That's right. With San Diego in 114 at bats, a 258 average. Uh, eight dingers, though. Uh, Former 21. prospect, right? Patrick Cavellan. Um, I don't, I think that's how you say it, but yeah, yeah. This is a and guy he was just all, called up. That's why, that's yeah. why he's there. You're picking this for a power guy. If anything at all, um, mm-hmm. definitely interesting. Like Cal Riley, interesting for me, like big jump this year. In oh yeah. The ball skills. So big. like it, it's a very, it's a notable one, right? Because he was a mid tier prospect, <laughs> but if this hit tool is for real, I, I need to see it for more than two months, but if and it's I'm for sure real. I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what, what Topoto wants too, Ty. Cause he said, you know, like, you know, they were saying before and like, let's, you know, I, I know we all know player suppression, blah, 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 everything, everything, everything. Um, but they did not want to immediately have all of their prospects on the Mariners for opening day. Right. They yeah. slow rolled it. Um, Gilbert is now up. Kelnick has been up. It did not go well. He is back down. Cal Raleigh is the next one. And I don't mean the next one, like the greatest prospect that they've got, but he's the next one that they think should be an everyday player. 
and or you know starting lineup guy. So if he's doing 350, uh, doing something as good as a 353 average as a catcher in 119 at bats, and he's got decent enough power, six dingers, you know, if, if he ticked up to eight at this point in time, everyone would be on high alert. But the OPS is still north of a thousand, and he's got a couple stolen bags. Awesome, like awesome to see. He's not a 22 year old. Like he is ready. He could be called up at any point in time. Um, Seattle's catching is Tom Murphy, who I know Depoto likes. I know Depoto knows he's got a lot of power and Torrens. Torrens is more of the um, perennial backup type. So it's a matter of, are they ready to give Cal Raleigh regular like or 50-50 job? I guess that would really be the thing to bring him up. And then who's that going to be with? And I'm sure if Tom Murphy could catch um, a hot streak, they would be happy to trade him, get some type of return on investment there, and then bring Cal Raleigh up. But Seattle's also right around a 500 team. So they're not necessarily giving up yet. You know, they could find a hot streak, win 10 in a row. Um, while other teams struggle, or maybe they could rip off 10 in a row and they could sweep a uh, Houston. They could sweep an LA. They could sweep an Oakland. And all of a sudden they've reset their division a little bit. Um, and then it could get interesting. So I don't know that we're going to see Cal Raleigh, but I'm really enjoying seeing this line, especially from a catcher, yeah, especially definitely. from a catcher. Well, and if the hit tool is for real, then it's definitely interesting because the power I think is going to be there at least, you know, that 15 to 20 home run pop. We like to see out of the catcher position. Like, yeah. I think that's going to be there. So if the hit tool changes, he's going to find himself in the top 25% of irrelevant hitters in the major league roster. Um, and what I mean by that is catchers. So uh, definitely interesting list here, Robbie. Uh, we can go on about the pitchers, but I think we'll maybe leave that one for, for the next one because there's only a handful of guys that are really relevant in that group. If there's anybody notable that you want to mention, go for it. I'm just going to rhyme off the names because half of these guys aren't going to be of use to us because we've mentioned them here, there and everywhere, but uh, just, just, these are just consider guys to consider, right? Consider what's going to happen with Jackson Cower this week, whether he's going to come up and get another start or sorry, stay up and get another start on Tuesday or go back down. Look for possibly Daniel Lynch to be also get, maybe getting that start, maybe turning himself around. Uh, Mike Wright is a 31 year old triple a starting pitcher with the white Sox. If the white Sox have injuries and don't want to make a deal and they can put him on their 40 man, uh, he's got a 221 ERA and 42 Ks in 36 and two thirds innings. It's it's possible one time third round pick, um, but only 260 MLB innings. That's Mike Wright, Tony Santelin. Santelin, we've talked about him before. A 24 year old with um, Cincinnati. We've got Charlie Barnes, a 25 year old with Minnesota, uh, just under a K per inning guy. Interesting. Corey Abbott is a 25 year old second round pick out of 17 with the Cubs and the Cubs. We talked about being a team that might be looking for pitchers or to trade off, sorry. So he could be somebody that could come up later in the year. And here's the fun thing on him. ERA 603, just terrible. 49 Ks in 31 and a third inning. So, so that could be one of those, like bring them up and absolute garbage today, absolute lightning tomorrow. So Corey Abbott, that's the name. Uh, Steven Gonzalez, I'm just going to keep mentioning him. 44 Ks in 29 and a third innings with Boston. Uh, Matt Manning, we know he's now up, but he was on the on our radar because of an 807 ERA, 36 Ks in 32 innings. <sighs> so anyway, Jake Faria, who we talked about um, now uh, with Arizona. Thank you, Ty, for making that update. A former uh, 11th, 10th round pick in 2011. Uh, he's been can in, in AAA, 36 and two-thirds innings. 46 Ks, uh, one, five, three whips sucks. Five sixty five ERA sucks. But as Ty said, Arizona possibly looking to clear some MLB out. Jake free is one of those guys. The Dodgers have a 27 year old, former J two guy, uh, Jeffrey Ramirez. Oh, uh, who's got Oriole, right? Is that the right I, guy? 
it might be, it might, it might yeah. be, um, 35 innings this year, 45 K's Gerald cotton, 29 year old. He's got 21 innings this year, 28 K's he's with Texas. And I'm only interested because I'm sure he's a free agent, in every league. And if you get him and he, he does anything good for any brief period of time, you could absolutely get something back for him. Or you could just enjoy that little bit of Gerald cotton being an MLB -er, Cause isn't that nice. And I believe his, his, MLB inning count is, yeah, it's 158 innings. So he wouldn't be able to be held down as a prospect anywhere. And the last guy, San Diego, 27 year old, former ninth round pick in 16, Jesse Schultzton's, uh, 36 and a third innings this year, 32 Ks, two and four record. Um, kid has never had a taste of the bigs. So this is one of those guys who San Diego might just like get up at some point. Uh, we know there's bullpen issues everywhere. He could slide in, you know, starter on one of those days where they have double header. Just another guy if your league allows it. Schultztins. So that's all the names, Ty, because the next time we do this, I can't imagine five of these guys would be getting repeated because there's going to be a ton of movement with all of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a ton in that list. Uh, but that's why we do it because it's we're trying to give you tips and pointers as things evolve around us. So uh, make sure you join us on the live stream. We had a couple of great questions here tonight. We'd love to see more as we continue to do this on the weekly every single Sunday night here for Let's Get Fabulous brought to you by Dingers because that's yeah, that's, we don't have a sponsor. So that's that's why it's brought to you by us. Um, Robbie sounds hat now um bringing us home extra but bald big, looking today oh my gosh it, it is a little extra bald looking but you know what it's the light right on, it's right on point for father's day though right yeah I mean, it's true it's a classic dad look oh so. my god it looks i feel hair here okay no one no one everyone on the podcast you don't know but i'm feeling hair um on the live stream just forward go to at dingers pod when it comes up on twitter which i will say and somebody else had said this to me too ty um the previous episodes for live streams don't seem to pop up um, when you go to click on it. Well, that's okay because on, on Twitter, yes, that's okay. We have a podcast. You can yeah. just put us in your ears only if you want. I know we're I know we're gorgeous, um, <laughs> but I'm a little depressed looking at this. I feel that's hair, okay. a, but I don't see it. I don't see it in there. Fill great it in. Idea. Fill great it idea. in. So great spot to leave it. Use Until a pen next for time. It. It's been Tyler and Robbie on Diggers.